Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Gene Wilhelm. Today is Wednesday, January 8th, 2020, and I hope you have 2020 vision all year long. We have we will be interviewing a little bit later and maybe joining us quicker than we thought, Dennis Daniel, who is from the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, uh, for our annual uh, discussion of what the men's ministry is like particularly in the Austin Diocese, and we'll be talking a little bit about some of the things that are going on nationally as well. And today is, not today, but Monday was the feast of St. Andrew Andre Bessette out of Montreal. Uh, he is, has quite an uh, interesting story. Oh, and I forgot, I was supposed to say it and Thaddeus pointed out to me. Hey, good morning, Gene. Thanks for acknowledging my presence in the <laughs> studio here, buddy. Well, geez, Louise, I was wondering when you were going to give me a, you know the time of day over here. Well, it, the time of day is. Uh... <laughs> oh boy, I should have known. <laughs> but anyway, I I forgot that we are giving away two tickets to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference. Yes, indeed, we it, are. When is that going off? Well, I don't know. We could ask Dennis because I don't remember right off the top of my head. Saturday, February 8th. Fabri- February, February 8th. Fab- fabricated 8th. No, February 8th. Saturday, February 8th, but not at St. Williams and Round Rock as it has been in many years no. past. No, they're moving up, moving on up, as yes. they used to say. Yeah, they've outgrown that facility. They sure and have. those two tickets. Now, if you would like to have those two tickets for today— you can give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-682-7332. LOVE-RED-SEA, 855-682-7332. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it wrong. 863-7332. Pardon me. 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. Okay. All right. So call in at any time during this uh and, this and, show, and if you're the, fir- the first two people to call in, boom, two yeah. free tickets. We're and not just giving away tickets today. We're giving away each. Every Wednesday until the conference. Conference itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every roundup show until the conference. We're and giving it, away this, two this, tickets. This isn't open to people like Mike Beauvais and me that, that are on staff, no? No, 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 oh, no, shucks. no. You, if you're a member of the Red Sea organization, you are not eligible to participate. So, Gagan, what's the advantage of being here? <laughs> Well, if people would have listened to that 2019 look back episode that we did last week on New Year's Day, they would have they would have learned why you're why you're here, why you love doing this show. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing this show. Yes, you do. And we enjoy having you here. You make it you make it fun. Thank you so much. Let's talk about Andre Bissette. Yes, let's do. Lead us off. Well, he he was uh, let's see. I don't have his birth date and d- death date, but he's relative. He's a bit. And within the last hundred years, he's a modern saint. I modern think it's saint. Fair 1870. He became a Holy Cross brother in 1870. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of health issues, and it's so much so that he really wasn't able to go to school much. 
and uh, he tried to get into the Holy Cross uh, organization, and they kept rejecting him, and they kept rejecting him, and, and finally his bishop uh, told them that they had a saint on their hands if they would accept him. Uh, his health and everything was so bad that they didn't think he could do anything, so they put him as a porter, which is basically somebody who answers the door at a uh, a, a boy's, uh, I guess would in today's term it would be called a middle school. It was called a college at that time. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. spent many, many years there. Uh, and uh, he he was n- nobody really took much notice of him except that he interfaced with so many people that uh, he got quite a reputation. And in addition to that, a reputation for what? For a lot of things, for, for just being there for people. But also, uh, he uh, it was one who, if they asked for his intercession for a healing. Uh, People would be healed, uh, much like Solanus Casey, uh, right. who was in Detroit, whereas uh, Saint Andre was in Montreal. And uh, there is there's an article that that you gave to me recently that indicated that it may be is ten thousand people that were healed through his intercession. Yeah, I had no idea that he had that kind of an impact on the people around him living in that beautiful city of, of Montreal, 10,000 people and, uh, cured. And what, and I think what the article tended to say more that, that he healed them. And, and yeah. what it really is, is that through his intercession, God healed them. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes tend to forget that when we say that somebody has a gift of healing, the person doesn't necessarily have a gift of healing as much as a gift of intercession to make sure to plead with God to heal the person. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that article mentioned that anytime he that he got this nickname, the Miracle Man, that's what people in Montreal started to call him, and he repeatedly came back and said, "No, it's not. It's not my doing. It's Saint Joseph who's who's Saint, doing this." He prayed to Saint Joseph, who in right. turn interceded. The other thing that's very interesting about uh, Saint Andre is that he had this great devotion to St. Joseph, and he wanted to build a basilica to St. Joseph, uh, I guess on a t- someplace right outside of Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would go to the, arch- the Archbishop of Montreal, and, and the Archbishop said, you can build whatever you can afford to build, but don't take on any debt. So he began building basically a little shack, and there were years before he could even have a roof, and it kept going and growing and growing. And I understand it's a very beautiful basilica today. Uh, and he never gave up faith that it, it could happen. Uh, uh, St. Andre is like Saint, Blessed Solanus Casey or like St. Joseph of Cupertino or Brother Lawrence. They, he was a person that was thought to have absolutely no worth because there was nothing that he could contribute. And uh, in the case of St. Joseph of Cupertino, they thought he was so ignorant and so dumb. I mean, he just so incapable of, of comprehending anything that he couldn't be a priest. Uh, and uh, there is a, if you want more information on him, it's not his feast day that we're celebrating, but St. Joseph of Cupertino, if you were a member of Formed, if you will go on Formed and look for the movie The Reluctant Saint, it's from back in the 60s, uh, and it the movie itself is a little cheesy, but it it's a very good story, mm-hmm. uh, and it has Maximilian Schell and Ricardo Montalban in the story. 
in the movie, and it's a very good rendition of how God can use somebody who is considered insignificant mm-hmm. by those around him. Mm-hmm. In, go ahead. And I, this is probably going to shock you to hear me launch into this, uh, uh, not diatribe, but but to kind of get up on this, on this plank. Um, but I think sometimes we have a tendency in our modern day and age to overemphasize the intellectual side of our, our faith or over-intellectualize our faith. And I think somebody like St. Saint, um, Andre Bessette, St. Um, Blessed Solanus Casey, uh, St. Joseph of Cupertino, they're all reminders to us that having a high intellectual understanding and appreciation of our, of our faith is not necessarily equivalent to having a lively faith. And, and I think that yeah. is um, yes. partly we're, we're kind of grappling with um, the fallout of Catholic devotional life and Catholic um, piety kind of falling away over the last 50 years. And I think we, we need to revive or let bubble up new popular devotions um, like, you know, saying novenas together in your parish, like um, the rosary in a in a group setting. All these all these um, processions; those are just three that come to to mind. But they are those are are lived out examples of the faith that aren't necessarily they don't necessarily require having a a theological you know, understanding of, of the faith. Is that, is that making sense? It makes so much sense because you can go back to Juan Diego who, who came, stumbled upon Our Lady of Guadalupe. Right. Uh, he had nothing. He physically, uh, financially, he had no education. Uh, and I think what you're really pointing out, Thaddeus, is that so frequently uh, we can allow our intellect to get in the way of our being able to have a personal relationship with God. And, and, you know, that sounds so much, so Protestant in a way, but but we are supposed to have that personal relationship with Jesus, with right. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. And and that has to come, and and we can we can think our way out of that. Yeah. Or we could say, I'm so smart that I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is, is if anything, it's, um, I'm talking about myself, you know, I'm talking about what I do sometimes is I have a tendency to to over intellectualize my my faith rather than um, being attentive to to prayer, being taking up a, a devotion and making that um, my avenue to um, communion with Our Lady or with the the Sacred Heart of Jesus or Saint Joseph, like in the case of Saint uh, Blessed Andre. I keep wanting to uh, keep wanting to canonize. No, he is. He is he, Andre Bassett is a saint. Saint Solanus right. Casey is still a blessed. Still a blessed. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but you know, that, that's, I'm speaking as much to myself as to the, um, the listening audience for sure. Yes. And it, it, when, when we think of ourselves as smart, we find it very difficult to not tell God how smart and how good we are rather than to shut up and let him talk to us. And it's so difficult to be quiet before God. And if you want to show yourself, show how smart you are, people call into the station this morning and get those two free tickets. Yes. 85 Love Red Sea. Yes, because uh, because I can't have them. And, and if you don't get them, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, they're just waiting here. 
Call in 85 Love Red Sea. 855-683-7332. That's if you live in the Bryan College Station area, you're listening on KDC. If you're lis- listening to KYAR up in the Waco, Central Texas area, or over KINF way on in Palestine. Yep. Call hey. in, get those two free tickets. We're giving away two free tickets to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference February 8th, Saturday, February 8th. We're giving away two tickets today and every Wednesday until... Uh, that date. And uh, I, I'm going to let uh, Dennis, Dennis Daniels here with, I'm going to let him tell us who is going, is on the agenda for then. So it's, Good morning, not, Dennis. it's not people that you've never heard of. Not Dennis Maka. Good morning, Dennis gentlemen. Daniel. How y'all doing? Doing really well. Howdy. 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 See, I can say that. Two of my kids and a lot of my money went to Texas A&M University, so I can say howdy. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So who, who do we have on the agenda for that conference, Dennis? Well, I'll tell you, we've got three awesome speakers, um, two of which a lot of the Aggies are going to know, Dr. Edward Shree and Curtis Martin. They're the co-founders of Focus. And Focus has just been a tremendous uh, evangelization effort. Yes, it has. Across the uh, young people. And they're going to be two of our three speakers uh, and then uh, the third speaker is a very interesting guy. His name is Father Ken Garachi. And uh, I have a personal story with Father Ken we might get into uh, later on. But he is uh, a traveling evangelist with the Fathers of Mercy. Okay. And he is going to be our, our third uh, keynote speaker. And then we also have two local speakers uh, that are going to be joining us as well. Uh, a fellow, uh, 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 Gus Rodriguez, out of the uh, out of the diocese. He's the director of catechesis and, and evangelization, um, and another fellow, uh, a fellow by the name of Marcus Manning, and he's going to share with us his man story. And the guy is just a uh, he, he's just a, a very very um, uh, he's got a moving moving story, very inspirational story, and he's going to share with us. Of course, the bishop is going to do mass, so we're going to have a great day. And those of you who have not been to one of these before, I think I've been to one or two. Uh, there always seems to be something come up on that particular date, but uh, they are wonderful conferences of 800 to 1,000 men. Yeah, last year we had almost 1,100 men, and we're hoping to have close to 1,800 men this year. And, and we're just about ready to, to go to break. Yeah, we're uh, just under a minute. Still, you can slip in. Call in now. We'll get you get you hooked up with those tickets before while we're on the break. But we're just about ready to go to break, and we're going to come back to talk more with Dennis Daniel about all the good stuff that the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men is doing. Right? Where can they check you out online as we get ready to go to break, Dennis? SyntexCatholic.com. SyntexCatholic.com. Okay, and we'll be back right after the break. In the meantime, we'll see you in a few, in just a couple of minutes. Well, Dennis, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome here. Uh, before we get to started talking with you, I want to remind folks that we have two free tickets to 
the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference in Austin, and Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men is a quasi-official ministry to men in the Austin Diocese, and that will be taking place at the Austin—you're going to have to help me, Dennis. Austin Expo Center. Austin Expo Center. Yeah. And so if you would like to have those for yourself— or you have a son or a husband or a boyfriend that you want to try to convince to go, give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. And now I can see the sign where I can remember the number. How about a nephew, Gene? Uh, that would be fine. Do you have a nephew? You want grandson? Bring? Yes. Great-grandson. Well, I'm not that old yet. How about a cousin twice removed? I've had a couple of cousins I had to remove twice. <laughs> you had to remove them from your house. They were getting a little too rowdy. <laughs> All right, awesome. Again, that's 855-683-7332. That's 85-LOVE-RED-C. And uh, if you just want to, don't want to be on the air, just want to call and pick up the tickets. Yeah, you don't fine. have to be on the air to get no, the you, tickets. You, you just got to call in. You don't need to take any of the abuse that I get. <clears throat> no, no, no. You want to steer clear of... Gene's uh, punnery. Okay, Dennis, let's talk a little bit. We, you you were here, was it about a year ago? Yeah, yeah, just about a year ago. And uh, at that time, we there are some people that, that didn't get a chance to uh, hear what you had to say at that time. Tell, give us a little bit about your background again, just uh, to help us remember who you are. Well, uh, I'm the executive director for the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Uh, I've been in that role for about uh, 18 months, and uh, I'm just really enjoying it a lot. Um I was raised up in Waco, um, so I grew up here in Central Texas, moved away, moved back to the area. I've been, I was in the Austin area from 96 on, and um, kind of a fallen away Catholic and a revert to my faith through some guys at work that, uh, that kind of helped bring me back in, and um, started getting involved in ministry to men, um, I guess it was about uh, 2006. And so uh, met the guys with a fellowship uh, back in 2012, whenever I published a book. Uh, and um, so joined them as uh, a board member first and then became the executive director about a year and a half ago. You must been the, you must have been playing musical chairs with them or something, and you were the one that didn't get the chair to sit down when it came time to be the executive director? Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, it's very interesting because for a long time they didn't have one. And uh, about four years ago, they decided that in order to continue to enable the growth that we were seeing, they needed a, an executive director. So Mike Kelly, I think you guys both yes, know, Mike. know Mike. Mike Kelly uh, came on board first, and uh, Mike and I spent a lot of time together. And then whenever he was ready to retire as executive director, they asked me to uh, to step in. And uh, so I did, and I've uh, been loving it, loving it ever since. Okay. And you you also the author of a book, I think, uh we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, I think before we went on the air. Would you tell us a little bit about your book and what what caused that to be? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I was uh, participating in uh, That Man Is You at my at my home parish in Round Rock. Uh, I was at St. John Vianney Parish where uh, Father Tom Reitmeyer is now, yes. friend of friend of the station. Uh, and uh, F- Father Michael O'Connor was there. Okay, so yeah. and Father Edwin and so forth. Uh, anyway, I was participating in that man as you, and really opening my mind to a lot of things that were that were kind of obvious uh, from a from a parenting perspective and and the re- responsibility of dad. But I was also looking around the room and noticing that most of the guys were you know my age, you know, fifty plus, and um, so uh, I had a, a series of God moments. I think that. 
proper terminology now is a God wink um, that took place over about 18 months. And I ended up uh, self-publishing a book. It's called Man Up, A Practical Guide to Being a Dad. And um, uh, and it's really targeting uh, younger guys. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's written from a perspective of a guy. There's, you know, it's, it's very short, very concise. There's, there's bullet points at the end of each chapter. The chapter is only about, you know, three or four pages long. But the idea here is to share with uh, younger guys that maybe didn't have a great father figure or actually to, um, uh, uh, to celebrate the guys that are good dads out there right now. And so that's how the book came about. And uh, it's been out there. I'm actually on my second printing now. And um, uh, so I get a lot of really good feedback for, uh, about the book. If somebody would be interested in purchasing the book, how would they go about doing that? You know, a couple of ways. Uh, they can actually reach me. I'm on, I'm on Facebook, uh, Man Up the Book on Facebook. They can reach out through Facebook. They can also reach me through the Central Texas Fellowship. Uh, they can send me an email through the Central Texas Fellowship. And your Fellowship. email address is available there that nobody will remember, but they might remember, remember the web address for Central Texas Fellowship. Yeah, if they, uh, if they reach out, uh, my email address is execdir at syntexcatholic.com. And if you don't remember all of that, you can just do a web search for Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Or That's Central, correct. Central Texas Catholic Men. And, yeah. And you'll get to the site. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's great. Yeah. And uh, so you've been executive director now about a little over a year, isn't it? Yeah, 18 months. 18 uh, months. Took over, uh, let's see, June was a year ago. And, uh, you know, the, the fellowship is, is, is doing great. Uh, you, you know, we mentioned that we're in a new venue this year for our conference. Uh, last year, the last two years, we've had the conference at St. William's, which is the largest parish in the diocese. And uh, last year we outgrew it. So, uh, you know, we're uh, in order to handle the expansion. Uh, we've moved the venue. It's going to be out at the Austin Expo Center now. It's off of Decker Lane. It's, you know, east of town. And uh, we're expecting between fifteen and 1,800 men this year. Wow. Because last year was, what, what 1,100? Yeah, we had about 1,100. And, uh, you know, the challenge that, that we, you know, we keep going back to the guys and challenging them, look, you know, bring someone with you, bring someone with you, bring someone with you, whether it's your grandfather or your grandson you know, bring a guy with you. And, uh, you know, our theme this year is go make disciples. And, uh, that's one of the reasons that we actually selected these speakers because, you know, Dr. Edward Shree and Curtis Martin, they're, they're both leaders in, in the new evangelization and bringing, and bringing uh, people to, to Christ. Yes. Because I know focus is a very active on the campus here. It's at Texas A&M. I know that the camp, they also at uh, at Baylor, they're at Baylor, they're and then at UT. I have I have mm -hmm. some grandchildren that are at Stephen F. Austin, and I know that Focus is there at Stephen F. Austin. So yep. uh, it's it's a wonderful ministry to to the young people at, at the colleges and universities. You know, and I think that you know the the real message uh, that that we're seeing with with men's uh, uh, discipleship and and with evangelization of men is it really takes that one on one connection. Yes, uh, and you know we're all called to make that connection with another person. And, uh, so that's why we're, 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 we're really focusing in on that. You know, it's, it's easy as Catholics to get wrapped up in, uh, as our, you know, Thaddeus was talking earlier about the theology and the, and the, and the mind and, and all this knowledge and so forth. And it's also easy to get, uh, very engaged in uh, a lot of to do's, you know, well, we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And we got to improve that. and We got to raise money for this. 
But, but the fact of the matter is, Jesus Christ said, go make disciples. Our first call is to make disciples. And uh, that's our theme for this year, is go make disciples. And sometimes we have to make disciples of ourselves before we can make disciples of other people. That's exactly right. You can't give away what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that, that what we're starting to see is, uh, you know, and, and we've, we've talked about this in the past, there's a natural progression, you know, from, uh, you know, just dipping your toe into the pool to really being ready to be a disciple. And, um, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, if you're not continuing to grow in your faith, you start slowing down, okay? You, you start losing ground. And uh, the discipleship piece is, you know, it's a pretty advanced level of your faith, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, it's, it's also something that is a very simple thing to do. And, and, you know, people get wrapped around the axle, well, I can't be an evangelist, or I can't do this, or I can't. Yeah, but everybody can be a friend, yeah. you know? And the first step to, to uh, being a good disciple is to being a good friend. I just want to remind our listeners that you are listening to Red Sea Roundup on KEDC 88.5 in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. If you have a question for us, uh, anybody that's here, uh, Dennis in particular, or myself, or Thaddeus, Give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. And you can call and talk, or you can call and request uh, the ticket to this conference that's going on on February the 8th. Okay? So, Dennis, I, uh, I'm i so glad you're here again. Uh, you talked a little bit about that man is you and some other things. What is the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, and what type of resources does it have available for somebody that's trying to do men's ministry? You know, uh, that's a great question. Uh, First thing, the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men uh, was actually founded by two guys uh, about 13 years ago, and uh, really uh, it's it's kind of an outgrowth. One of our founders, uh, Robert Tunmeyer, he was a if you listen to his story, he started out as a pagan, then he became evangelical Protestant, and he eventually became Catholic. And what he was noticing is that there was a is that there were in the Protestant churches there was a lot of outreach to men. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks are are familiar with Promise Keepers. There's a lot of people that are familiar with uh, with Man in the Mirror, and he was noticing that there wasn't really anything targeting men. And so he approached uh, Bishop Amen at the time uh, about establishing a ministry to men. And Bishop Amen said, yeah, go do it. So, uh, so the fellowship was founded uh, up in Waco uh, about 13 years ago. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're a charitable organization, 501c3. Uh, and it's basically grown following kind of the focus model, if you think about it, one man at a time. Uh, we're right on schedule. We've got about 1,100 men scattered across the diocese that meet every week in, men, in men's groups. And really what we, uh, our, our focus is to plant men's groups in the various parishes so that guys can build that bond of brotherhood and that bond of, of, of fellowship on their spiritual journey. Um, our vision is very simple, no man left behind. So our objective is to work toward having uh, a, a, a fellowship group in every parish in the Diocese of Austin. Uh, our mission is also very simple, go make disciples. And what that really means to us is help every man become a stronger disciple of Christ. Uh, and we do that through fellowship groups. Um, 
as it stands right now, there's 40 different parishes in the Diocese of Austin that have active men's groups. Uh, that's up about 25% from this time last year. That's so, quite a growth. Yeah, so I wish that my investments were doing 25% per year. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and we're also up about 25% in our in, in, in active participants. About This time last year, we were about 900, and we've got a little, little over 1,100 men now. Um, but... Um, you know, as far as resources, uh, one of the things that we're doing, uh, we have uh, a role within the fellowship. It's called the Deanery Lead, and the Deanery Lead is a uh, is a local guy uh, that resides within the within the, that particular local deanery, and their role is to really work with the parishes to help launch a fellowship, uh, coach up that fellowship, be a support for the the fellowship uh, in within that local parish. Uh, we've got two great guys here in College Station. We've got three guys over in Waco. We've actually have 13 guys that are that are covering the diocese right now. Uh, we've got a deanery lead in every deanery in the diocese, and uh, that's one of the resources that we can bring to the party. Uh, the other thing is that is that that we do is programmatic content um, because there are so many parishes that have had active men's ministries. We've got a library of 60 to 70 programs that are very, very useful uh, for ministry to men. Uh, everything from That Man is Youth, from Paradise's Day, Bishop Barron's things, um, uh, you know, Father Larry Richards' content. So, so we kind of acquired this library of content that we can uh, tie parishes into. And then the other thing uh, you mentioned formed earlier, we've, we actually have a subscription to form for men that are part of the fellowship. Uh, and uh, if they if they join the fellowship, then they've uh, got access to Formed as well. And so those are all resources that we bring. Formed is a wonderful set of oh, resources. Awesome. awesome, Thaddeus. I heard you on the phone a minute ago. Do we still have some tickets left? We have one ticket still to give away. Okay, so all let's right. let's go. Call eight five Love Red Sea eight five five six eight three seven three three two. If you'd like a ticket to this conference that's coming up on February the eighth. Or if you'd like to talk with Dennis Daniel or anybody that's here in the studio this morning, uh, again, that's 85-LOVE-RED-C, 855-683-7332. Now, you, are, uh, you and the fellowship here are also working with other fellowships to Catholic men around the country, are you not? That is correct. Um, there's, act- there's a huge movement among men that's taking place all over the country. And, you know, whenever I talk about a movement uh, among men, it's not getting guys more involved tactically. It's helping men on their spiritual journey. Would you explain what that means to somebody that maybe doesn't really understand what you're talking about? There? Well, whenever, you know, the, the, the terminology that we use is ministry to men uh, as opposed to men's ministry. Men's ministry is let's get the guys together to go do go build a building or to raise money or cook barbecue chickens or whatever else. It's getting guys involved in the in action. Um, what we try to do is ministry to men. We are trying to minister to the men to help them along their spiritual path. Uh, both of those things are necessary, but it's very easy to get guys wrapped into the tactical aspect, but not have them. Uh, you know, develop spiritually. And, and so we try to focus in on the spiritual side for the men. It's a lot easier to handle a hammer than to a- answer the tough questions. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is uh, some of the tough questions, 
they, they need to be answered with other guys. It's it, it's a lot easier to walk on the path with if you have a guy that's with you. And and you know we talk about uh, you know Jesus sent his disciples out in pairs. Okay, well there's a reason for that. You know uh, the the military. You know they always put two guys in a foxhole. Well, there's a reason for that. You know, if you're in battle, you need somebody to cover your back. And Jesus sent his disciples out in pairs because he knew that his disciples were in spiritual warfare. So the the whole idea of the fellowship is so that a man has a guy that he can walk on that spiritual journey with. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do. So so rather than just hitting a nail with a hammer or barbecuing chicken, it is building a relationship with one or more guys so that you can have somebody to go to when you need to talk. Absolutely. When you're ready to talk. A- absolutely. And and it takes a long time for that relationship to be built. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting because m- there's a lot of different ministries out there that use that small group setting, okay? Whether it's in an axe retreat or a chirp retreat, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of small group uh, discussion uh techniques that are out there. And we use the same sort of a thing. We give content and then have the guys in a discussion. But the the real relationship building happens in that small group discussion. That, and that's what we try to do is get those things started. Well, we started talking a little bit about uh, how Central Texas Fellowship Catholic Men is it's basically a quasi, the quasi men's ministry for the Diocese of Austin, although it it isn't a part of the Diocese of Austin. Yeah, that's correct. And, and you know, it's that's pretty common. You know, we are set up as our own independent uh, arm. It gives us a certain degree of latitude, but at the same time, we report up through, uh, you know, the, the Directorate uh, of Catechesis and Evangelization, which is part of social justice. Uh, DeCarlos Blackman is uh, is uh, the directorate that we that we uh, report into through the diocese. But if you go out onto the diocesan website and look up Ministry to Men, my name is going to is going to come up. It's on the diocesan website as well. Uh, just a minute to remind you that we still have one ticket to the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men conference in Austin on February the eighth, and I, that's just a morning long, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be, it'll, it'll start at eight o'clock in the morning with mass. Uh, the doors open at seven and it'll last all day long. It'll be four thirty in the afternoon before we're finished. Okay. So if, if you'd like a ticket for yourself or for someone that, that you love, or you think could benefit from going to this, give us a call at eight, five love red C that's eight, five, five, six, eight, three, seven, three, three, two. And I just don't understand why somebody doesn't want something for free. Or if you have a question for Dennis or for for Thaddeus or for myself, give us a call again at 85-LOVERED-C. I'd particularly like to hear from somebody uh, spread out in the hinterland rather than somebody here locally uh, uh, because we're on here at the Brazos Valley and Bryan College Station on KEDC 88.5 in Central Texas uh, in the Waco area, KYAR at 98.3, and in the Palestine area at KINF. 107.9. I'd really like to hear from somebody from Palestine, because uh, if you don't have a men's ministry there, maybe you can ask Dennis a question of how you can get one started. Yeah, you know, we, we started talking about what we're doing nationally. Um, the the national organization that's been started up, it's called the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, and um, our organization here in Austin, along with a number of other organizations, are working so that we can help other dioceses build ministry to men. 
Uh, we've had two uh, uh, national conferences. Our, our most recent one was up in Dallas. We had 55 dioceses out of the 220 or so in the United States. We had guys there from Singapore that, that came in uh, for the conference. And the whole idea is to help other dioceses learn from ourselves and, and some of the guys that have been around the block for a while on how to set up ministry to men. And it goes from how do you establish a conference to how do you get a parish group started to how do you set up a, a charitable organization for your diocese. So we're trying to do that to kind of help shepherd other uh, diocesan, diocesan groups along uh, as well. So we're, we're deeply tied into that group. Uh, Robert Tunmeyer is on the board for that. As a matter of fact, I'll be flying up to Milwaukee here in about two weeks to do some strategic planning for that group uh, as well. So, yeah, we're, we're deeply involved with the national movement as well. Okay, and the national movement has support of, of a lot of uh, bishops that folks may remember their names? You know, we're, we're actually in the process of building a board. I do know two guys that sit on our board that people will recognize very easily, Father Larry Richards and Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. They are two, our two spiritual directors for, uh, for the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, and uh, we're working right now to build a charter that will eventually go up and get, uh, get an approval by the USCCB. Are there some of the bishops that, that are very supportive of what you're doing as well? Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the bishop out in Phoenix. Uh, that, oh, yeah, Olmstead. Olmstead. You know, he published uh, Into the Breach, and uh, he is a huge supporter uh, of course, uh, you know, Bishop Joe is a huge supporter of ministry to men. Bishop Amon is a huge supporter of ministry in, to in men. New, in New Orleans. Uh, in, in New Orleans, yeah. And um, uh, uh, Bishop Lestecki is a huge supporter of min, uh, ministry to men. So so the, a lot of the, you know, um, uh, Bishop Condorla up in Tulsa. Uh, so, and and here in the, in the state of Texas, we've got active ministries to men in San Antonio. We've got it in uh, the, the uh, Diocese of... Galveston, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth—all these things are starting to populate uh, all across the country. Let's talk a little bit about that end of the breach. That mm-hmm. is uh, a public. That was a, a letter that uh, Bishop Olmsted sent to the men in his diocese, mm-hmm. and it's come pretty much the standard of of what it is that should be said to men. And and as I recall, the Knights of Columbus have printed and published that and distribute it to their members. So if somebody wanted to read that, you can probably read it online, or you can just check with a local knight to get a copy of that. Absolutely. The and Knights it, of Columbus has got them. As, as a matter of fact, that's one of our handouts that, that we give away uh, regularly. We've we've given away thousands of those uh, ourselves, just the fellowship. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a very good, good, it's a lengthy letter, but it's a very good letter that really, uh, if if you're in a situation where you don't want anybody to point a finger at you and shake a finger at you, it's not it's not that kind of a letter. No. It's really, uh, men, men, we I know you're hurting, and here's how you can go to to get the healing and the and the help that you need. Yeah, you know, it's it's hurting and 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 help that you need, and and you know, a lot of it too comes about. We were talking a little bit earlier about you know the '60s. You know, the role of men in society has changed dramatically and uh, uh, over the last 50 years. And what is the role of, of, of the guy? And uh, the role of, of the man in the family has changed dramatically. And I think that one of the things that we're seeing right now is, you know, the kind of the society is reshaping itself based upon a, a family unit that's really not the same as what it has been for like 100,000 years. And so, uh, 
um, you know, it's very important, you know, that that men recognize that they do have a, a role and they do have a responsibility in the family. And how do you fulfill that role? And it's not to be the king of the family, but it but there is a leadership aspect that men are called to to provide. And, uh, you know, that's what this is really all about. Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that if you look at every single ill in society, those ills can be directly attributed to whether or not a man did his job in the family. It doesn't matter if it's drug abuse. It doesn't matter if it's alcohol abuse, if it's poverty, if it's abortion. Uh, you know, it's did the are, are the guys doing their job? And it's not just in the family. It's in the family plus. It's, you know, are we really showing the sort of leadership that, that, uh, uh, that we need to be providing? And um, a part of this is, is also recovering lost ground because everybody's got a voice today. And, uh, you know, the, the fact is that guys need to be able to stand up and, and express, look, we have an opinion too. Again, uh, my guest today is Dennis Daniel, the executive director of the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men. Uh, and you're listening to Red Sea Roundup on 88.5 KEDC in Bryan College Station, KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. We still have one ticket to give away today to the conference that's coming up in Austin uh, on February 8th. And uh, if you just give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA, that's 855-683-7332, 85-LOVE-RED-SEA, 855-683-7332, and you do not have to go on the air. You can just call, and, and Thaddeus will take care of you and make sure that you get your ticket out to you. Uh, speaking of the conference uh, and, and some of the things that are going on, I know that in this deanery, we have at least two new parishes that have men's fellowships that weren't there before. Well, there are three, actually. Oh, yeah. Santa you guys have launched a lot this, in this uh, last year. I know year. Santa Teresa, and then out at St. Mary's in Hearn, and St. Mary's in Caldwell, and I don't know what the others are. But we also did something this year that had not been done before. I can't remember was October or November. I think it was November. Yeah. Uh, we had a deanery conference, yeah. uh, which was just a morning, and we had a couple of speakers, and you were there. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, it wasn't a 1,000 people. We had 45 or 50 men, but for a first time to have that at a deanery level, that was really uh, pretty amazing to me. And uh, we had uh, our own Trey Cashin here. Uh, Red Sea's Trey Cashin was the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was a very wonderful morning based upon the fact that it never happened before. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. We're 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 learning all the time. And you know, one of the things that we talk about is meet guys where they are. And you know, part of the issue that that uh, we're we're struggling with is, you know, we have the big annual conference every year for the diocese. We also have an annual men's mass, but we also recognize that, you know, our diocese is pretty big. You know, yeah. it's like 200 miles east-west and 200 miles north-south. So one of the things that we're trying to do as a fellowship is do some more local events so that guys can build that bond across parishes within their deanery. And, you know, a lot of folks, uh, you know, I presume that most of your listeners know what a deanery is, but essentially a deanery is a geographic area that consists of, of uh, 10 or 11 parishes. And uh, so the whole idea is to let guys within that deanery 
meet each other and share uh, some of the issues that they may be having. So yeah, we had a good turnout in your deanery. Uh, we had uh, a, a men's mass up in Waco for the a deanery-wide men's mass. We had about 30 or 40 guys that show up for that. Uh, we're going to plan on doing a few more deanery events this year. And so the whole idea is help, you know, going out to where guys are, talk to them about the issues that they're, that they're having in particular with their own parish ministry, or at least get them uh, introduced to other guys that are on the, on the path outside of their own parish. Now, if somebody is listening uh, that's hearing this and would like to say, well, they say, well, you know, our parish is so small. We only have 100 families. Mm-hmm. How in the world am I going to get something started? Uh, because there's, I only know of one other guy in this parish that might even be interested. Mm-hmm. What, what have you got to say to them? Where can they go to get the encouragement and the stuff that they need to do it or the, the, the courage maybe just to join with the adjoining parish with 100 families to do something? You know, it's very interesting that you say that because we started with two guys, okay? It always starts with just two, one or two guys. And, you know, so that's the deal. You know, find your find a buddy and have a discussion. Um, and, you know, that's one of the powers that we have with the fellowship is we can put you in touch with people at other parishes. Whether if you're, you know, and we have a lot of small rural parishes in, in our diocese. Uh, but we can either partner you up with a larger parish that already has something going on so that you can just kind of go and learn and, and participate there, or we may be able to par- partner you up with an, another local parish uh, that is geographically centered within your deanery that uh, that has some of the same issues and uh, get started. So we do that a lot. Um, you know, most of our parishes start up with just a handful of guys. And we actually encourage that. You're better to start with organic growth than to do a big bang. Uh, so if all that you have is two guys, then you start and you be, you be friends with a third guy and eventually he'll come on board. Uh, we actually encourage that in, until you actually build a core team, you know, you keep it kind of informal, you know, but once you get to that point where you've got six or eight guys and, and you want to do something a little bit broader for your parish, then you need to start formalizing it a little bit uh, so that you can be a little bit more efficient. Um, and that's some of the coaching that we provide. You know, part of part of the growth of men's ministry or ministry to men, there's two aspects that really have to be addressed. Uh, and we see this in parishes all the time. One aspect is you have to have some sort of a framework so that you can be efficient in what it is that you're doing. But the other aspect, and the aspect that's even more important, is that one-on-one relationship building. You know, just being a friend to a guy that that maybe hasn't been to church for a while. Um, you know, meeting the guy that's in the pew that's been sitting next to you for the last three years and you don't know his name. Uh, you know, that's all important. And so what we do is we'll work with a parish and say, okay, how do we foster both aspects of that? How do you foster that one-on-one relationship building? And how do you foster the framework uh, that you need to have in order for it to be effective? So in, yeah, we do both. In, in, when I attended the uh, deanery conference here, mm-hmm. uh, one of the groups that I talked with, that their b- major problem was that they couldn't find a time mm-hmm when everybody was available. And yeah. I, I'm sure that's, that's a problem for a lot of a lot of the men's fellowships. How do you choose? I know there's one here that I think meets at 5.30 in the morning on Mondays, and, and uh, the one over at St. Thomas has been meeting at 6 o'clock on Thursdays for probably almost 10 or 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it, that is an issue, and it just depends upon, you know, how important is it to you 
to be able to do that. But yeah. the family life and work and all that stuff can get in the way. And so, but it's, don't be discouraged. Well, yeah, it's, it, and yeah, the, the other thing too is you make time for what's important to you. Uh, everybody will make time for what's important to you. So, uh, but yeah, we've had that conversation at parishes uh, that uh, their their ministry to men has grown and then they plateau. And it's like, okay, well, how do we find, how, how do we reach out to more guys? How do we make it more attractive to more men? And so they start up a second one. You know, so they may they may have one of them that's going on Friday morning, and they may have one that's going on Monday evening, or maybe you, you schedule one whenever the kids are at CCE. Uh, so, uh, you know, the 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 fact is, yeah, you do need to think about it a little bit. But what you're really trying to do is say, how can how can our ministry to men be as attractive as possible to as many guys as possible? Um, and that's one of those uh, framework things that we look at. You know, we, we want our core teams, our parish core teams, to always be asking, how can we be attractive to more men? If you're really alive, if your ministry to men is really growing, it should be attracting more guys to you. And if it's not growing, if it's plateaued or if it's, or if it's flat, uh, you, you know, you really need to be asking yourself the question, why is it flat and what can we be doing differently? And the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men has... Uh, suggestions if somebody is willing to call and or talk or email or whatever on how to combat some of those issues with an existing ministry. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of content uh, that we pull from from uh, programs all over the country. Best known methods, things that work, things that uh, things to look out for. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely some things that uh, that are are warning flags that that we can spot whenever we talk to parishes, and and uh, it's just being willing to uh, to listen and learn from somebody else. Dennis, I'm going to jump in here because I have a question for you. Um, because we're a room full of of three guys, we we have kind of been doing actually a lot of uh, swing and the hammer kind of stuff, logistics kind of conversation. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and ask you, share with the listeners, where have you seen the growth in your own spiritual life since you've been a part of the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men? And while I give you a few minutes to kind of formulate what you want to say, I want to remind everybody, we got a one ticket left out there, just a few minutes left in this show today, call 85-LOVE-RED-C-80. Uh, 855-683-7332. You don't have to come on the air. Just can talk to me. Give me your name and your email, and we will get you that that ticket for the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men Conference on February 8th in Austin. You know, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier in the show about uh, being very intellectual in your faith, and my faith journey, I came back to the faith through a journey of intellect, okay? Um, uh, studying and reading and this, that, and the other. And, and yeah, you can really get to know about your faith, but you don't really come in touch with your faith. And it was only through men uh, that interaction with other guys that really enabled my faith journey. It was a guy at work that um, uh, I still consider him, you know, he, he was an angel for me. You know, and he didn't say anything. He he literally had a crucifix laying on his desk, and I stopped by his office, and I saw his crucifix, and, and it sparked a conversation. And it was, you know, I can look back in my faith journey, and I can see touch points where an interaction with another man that I knew that he was alive in his faith helped me. Um, and 
so that, that's that's a lot of the older faith journey. And, but your your question is very specific. What's what can I see differently since I've engaged with a fellowship, and just this whole conversation that we're having about discipleship? You know, that is a completely. I mean, two or three years ago, that would not have that would not have crossed my mind. I wasn't at that particular point in like my a paradigm journey. shift. It's a paradigm shift, you know. And and just the fact that it's like, you know, Jesus Christ didn't come front down from heaven to get himself back to heaven. You know, he came down from heaven to get us to heaven. And so if we're really going to be a disciple, we have to be focused in on helping someone else get to heaven. You know, a disciple copies or mimics their teacher. So we're called to copy or mimic Jesus Christ as closely as we can. So so the, the fact is, I think that most of us are focusing on our faith journey to help me get myself right, okay? And that's important, and you have to do that first. But once you know, once you're on your faith journey, you have to be cognizant of you have a responsibility to help lead others, whether that's your family, whether that's your kids, whether that's your friends or your coworkers. And I, that's an awareness for me that's that's changed dramatically since I've been working with the fellowship. Uh, there's something that I've been reading recently, and I don't even remember where because I got about three books going uh, that basically says that uh, when we focus on ourselves completely, uh, we're missing the point uh, that uh, actually our, we change when we are trying to change others. So that's it. Uh, one quick thing I'd like to say, uh, we just have a few minutes left, is I'm involved in a fellowship here at St. Mary's yes. on Wednesday mornings, mm-hmm. and we've been going since about September. And I can see each week that we become a little deeper in what we're doing and what we're saying. And I would say to anybody that, that is maybe starting a fellowship or getting ready to start a fellowship, don't get discouraged if you don't have the results that you want right away. It takes time. It does take time. And, and, and really and truly, you know, we have a saying, don't overestimate what can be done in the first year and don't underestimate what can be done in the first 10. You know, 10 years ago, the fellowship was two guys and now it's over 1,100 strong. So, you know, in a parish, you start small and, and you just use the power of twos. And this is what, this is one of the reasons that Curtis Martin is one of our speakers this year, because, you know, that power of twos is, is just having tremendous results in the college kids. And we want him to come and talk to the men about that as well. And so and even if you have you yourself or somebody else that you're with in the group doesn't want to open up, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. There's no pressure, you know, the, you know. Just being there for another guy, that's that's really what it's all about. We've got a couple of minutes left. Would you how would what what's the message you would have for somebody that's listening today or what would you like to summarize what we've talked about today? Uh, just you you've got at least one more thing that you'd like to say. What would that be? You know, I, I think that uh, I think don't be afraid. You know, we've heard that time and time again from from Saint John Paul the second don't be afraid. And don't be afraid means don't be afraid to me to be willing to, to reach out to another person, you know, just introduce yourself, get to, get to know them, you know, take them out for a cup of coffee or a beer or what have you, uh, allow, live enough to be willing to help that other person and interact. Maybe that person's there to help you. 
you know, but if you don't, if you don't stretch yourself enough to, to be willing to meet another person and to befriend another person, you don't know what you're missing. Okay. Uh, we got just a few minutes here, about another minute. Uh, I want to give our phone number one more time, 85-LOVE-RED-C, 855-683-7332. If you want that ticket to the Austin Conference on February 8th, give us a call. And uh, again, uh, and you can buy them at you the can website. buy them in, at the website. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, folks, they go fast. So don't put off to the last minute to buy your tickets. The tickets to the conference are going to go last year. We probably had 150 guys that were not able to attend. That's why we opened up the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the ticketing for a larger volume this year. So, uh, go ahead and get your tickets now. I thank you so much, Dennis, for being with us today. I, I hope to have you back sometime soon as we talk more and more about what's going on in the world of men. And remember, whenever you are choosing between the values and the, val- the values of heaven and the values of earth, always round up, and we will see you next month. <laughs>